Jerry. We are at a crossroads. We've reached a point in our evolutionary process where for the first time, our evolution itself scares us. What do I mean by that? When you think of the ability to communicate over vast distances with the telegraph or the phone or radio, TV, it's, it's easy to, to program those things. It's easy to program it with our ideas the way that we want to live. It's easy to broadcast ideas about a world that we can make perfect. Some great thinkers and storytellers and <laughs> people who, who, who imagine a, a beautiful world for us all who can take stories that you may not have ever heard and craft poetry in the form of movies and, 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 and take you into to things that you've never seen before. It's, it's easy to see that evolution, grasp it, and accept it. That is curated information. That is decided upon. That is something that we take spoonfuls of and call it culture or mass medicine, right? But what happens when you take that power and you hand it to everyone? Hmm? Do we behave like, like bees and swarm and understand the mission and craft uh, the, the thing that we've been programmed to make? Do we all play our position? No. What has happened is that power has consumed us. The power has drawn out all of our ugliness as a society. It's made it so that whatever you believe, no matter how true or how false, how far right or left, you're entitled to it and entitled to fight for it and entitled 
to demonize others based on the mere fact that you thought it and were empowered to broadcast it. Is this good or bad? Who knows? But this is the first time in our history that we've been able to create something that scares the shit out of all of us. This power to destroy from within, this power to corrupt at every turn, it's no longer just MTV that your parents can demonize. It's no longer wars fought over the ideals of capitalism and democracy. No, it's a war of ideas at every turn. At every turn. You can turn on the television today and see conflict in the Ukraine. You turn on the television and see the same vigor in response to capitalism, police brutality, or claims of election fraud. Some might argue that we've always had this quantity of issues, right? Perhaps. But that's not the issue. The issue isn't that we have problems. The issue is how we have problems. Because so far, we've developed this enormous power of ideal and thought. And we haven't been able to stitch together, weave together a process by which we can actually solve problems together. I am a voice in the wilderness. Exhorting all of us to make straight a path toward our liberation. Humanity needs something to do. Needs a mission. The world hunger, climate change, is it political restructuring? Is it global economic reform? I don't think that our peril is something that we quite understand in these terms. If it was just hunger, we would have figured it out by now. If it was just the climate, we would have figured it out by now. But it's all of these things. 
It's the mere fact that we haven't figured out a way to collectively solve any problem. Totally. There exists this theory that humans can reach a flow state. You watch LeBron James on the court. Or, or, or one of my favorite examples is Kobe Bryant. He would go on the court and he would imagine that he's Jason Keller, Jason Voorhees. And while he's out on that court, he reaches a a, a mind, a dimension within his mind wherein he exists only to perform this task. This flow state wherein He's his most efficient self. You extrapolate that out to thousands. Arrowhead Stadium. 77,000 people. All chanting for the same goal, the same cause. Watching Patrick Mahomes lob a touchdown. (laughs) 50 yards. And everyone knows the mission. Everyone conceives their own ideas. Understand, this is what we do on a Sunday in frigid fucking temperatures. We gather. Right? We eat, we yell, we fucking... But, but there is a, an understanding among everyone in attendance that what you're about to see is something that we can all root for. We agree upon this because in a sense, it's trivial, right? Like, unless you play for the team or work for a club, like, you don't actually live or die by the success of this team. You don't have to weigh your fandom or your favorite sports team against your fandom or your favorite pop artist. You can do both. Why? Because something in you understands the abundance of your attention Something within all of us can imagine a world wherein you can love your spouse and your children and your parents and your friends from the same heart and not have to actually dilute yourself to do it. You can pay your bills gas your car, you can go to work, you can feed the hungry, you can give money to fucking charity, whatever it is that you do. And it doesn't make you any less of a spouse or an employee, a philanthropist. It's only when we talk about humanity as a whole that we run into the issue of demonization. Widespread, like 
you cannot be on any end of the save the world spectrum without someone else explaining to you how fucked up it is that you've chosen this path. This is the problem. This is the problem. Don't don't miss this. Let go of this notion that climate change and and, and political uh, separation, division, impending civil war are the issues. Those are the symptoms. We have never grown past our tribal, animalistic, psychopathic nature that seeks to control all of humanity and demonize those that get in our way, destroying what we deem as other. When you give everyone the power to speak, when you give everyone the power to broadcast, the unfortunate thing that happens is the same types of communication, the same types of ideas remain prevalent within this space. Only it's not the big conglomerates that are handing down the problematic ideas on either side of the spectrum, right? It's not filtered through All of your preconceived notions, your unique, fucked up point of view. I know mine at times has been skewed. But there seems to be little remedy for this. I mean, how do you simultaneously allow everyone to say what they want to say, believe what they want to believe, and still agree to move humanity forward in a certain direction. This is our crossroads. We have realized the limits of the society that we have built. We have gone as far left and as far right as either side will allow us to go. As rich and as poor as one could imagine. And I can imagine a lot. We have stretched and bent. We have broken. We have dreamed. 
We've died. We've cried and rebuilt. And now it is time to do something else. Time and space, if you zoom out from Koreatown to Los Angeles to California, the United States, North America, the Western Hemisphere, the Earth, the, the atmosphere, the, the satellites keep zooming out. The moon, the asteroids that, that orbit our great planet, solar system. Zoom out the Kuiper Belt, the Milky Way, our neighborhood of galaxies. You zoom out even further. The other million or so galaxies in our in our, in our city of galaxies. You zoom out even further. Billions of galaxies. The curvature of space expanding a size unimaginable. Measured in time and space. You zoom back in through the galaxies, the Milky Way, all the way to our, our, our neighborhood of stars, our solar system, right on into the inner planets, and back to Earth, Western Hemisphere, United States, California, Los Angeles, Koreatown. This moment, this place, you zoom deep into my body and into my brain and see my neurons. Into my blood cells and around the proteins and the DNA and and even further into the the, the chemical makeup of the, the carbon and the oxygen and the <laughs> hydrogen and down even further into the, the quantum makeup of things, of this material world, into the, the field, this quantum field that makes up our material universe. And what you have is time and space. The, the, the most we can make of the fabric of our universe is what happens in time and space. We come back to this moment, to me talking, conveying ideas, observing this universe, observing us within this universe. 
this magnificent gift of consciousness. Understand that this doesn't exist on its own. We we are accessing a field of consciousness. A field of consciousness that also exists within space and time. Are, are there the Galileo presumed that the same things that govern the small governed the celestial? I'm proposing that the same things that govern the material govern the conscious. That within our expression of religion, within our expression of Miracles, love, hope, disaster, pain, longing, desperation. Within all these, we can find the fabric of our belonging in this universe. We are headed toward a great convergence. A time where we'll be able to compute so flawlessly and powerfully and efficiently and we'll be so connected conscience and computational ability that the material fabric of this universe will be able to dive into to manipulate to experience, to walk through space and time. The metaverse that is emerging right now is but a mere mirror of what we'll be able to achieve in reality. If this is all a simulation, we're poised to break free.
John Smart, John M. Smart, proposed the theory of transcension that supposes that uh, advanced civilization in the cosmos, if it thrives long enough, gets to a point where its computational power becomes so <laughs> efficient and powerful that those within that civ civilization escape to inner space. Ima imagine a black hole. The mass is so dense, so dense, yet the information held within this small particle, this, this dense mass is powerful enough that light can't escape. He proposes that by escaping to this dense landscape, <laughs> you call it that, these civilizations are able to transcend space and time. Love this theory because it accounts for so much. Imagine that you experience life again and again, but intentionally. Imagine that the stars themselves feel their heat. Like, feel it. Imagine the grass knowing its gentle wave, the wind understanding its breeze. This is the gift of consciousness. And by escaping to inner space through transcension, we're able to see, to feel, to experience all of it from the beginning to the eventual end. We're able to sculpt it. We're able to appreciate it. This universe is a work of art. A work of art that is blessed enough to stare itself in the face through us, throughout all space and time.
But with this understanding, this beautiful portrait of where we can go, there exists a mandate, a responsibility. This framework only exists under the condition that we make it through this crossroads with the understanding that we are all headed in the same direction. I like to believe that we've already done this. That once you get outside of time, we've already achieved this. But in order to achieve it, we'll have to achieve it. Yeah. We've already done it. We just need to do it. This is not so this is this is not a religion. This is not a ritual. This is not a fucking course on how to escape your own prison. I am inviting you deeper into your experience. Closer to those who feel different. I'm inviting you to a universe full of compassion. Empathy. Imagination. Hard work. Wherein you are responsible. For crafting the experience that we will relive over and over again as we choose. We must achieve a flow state that will pull us from this place, not into the next. There is no next. There's only now. Where we are in time and space. And escaping time and space does not alleviate your responsibility for this experience that we have here. What can we do? What can we do? Well, number one, we have to reprogram ourselves to understand 
what this is. The gift of consciousness, not just life. The gift of consciousness mandates that we experience and that we experience deeply. That we don't run from things like pain, shame, guilt, conflict. That we more deeply appreciate happiness and ecstasy, sex and and, and, and hyper lucidity. The mandate of consciousness is that we experience totally. That's number one. Number two, we must commune intentionally. Commune. Not just talk. Not just broadcast. We must empathize. Like this is this is a, a total restructuring of, of our of our human interaction. It's not just my tribe over here and your tribe over there. You don't have to <laughs> open your mouth to the entire ocean here. But you know that you live within a community of folks of different experiences. You know that your family could be a little bigger. You know that someone deserves more love. You know when that someone needs you to step up. You know when you can affect change for more people. You must commune more intentionally. Three, we must build. We must build. Build what? High rises? <laughs> no. We must build more ways for us to live and experience. And by build, I don't mean construction necessarily. I guess another way of putting it is we must design. We must design experiences. We must design the places that we live. We must design the ways that we learn and communicate. We must design, like, we must design and innovate constantly.
and that and that has ramifications for how we experience, how we commune. It was vigorously innovate. Lest we become so comfortable that we get back to a moment like this one where we behave in an evolved world with the same primitive behaviors. Let's build and finally we must discover. We have to discover. One thing I really appreciate about our new uh, fascination with space is that it's being propagated by commercial means. It's, it's taking our commercial needs and desires and using that to prop up discovery. What would it be like to be a, a, a space faring society? What would it be like to see the beginning of space and time? What would it be like to connect everybody with satellites? Discovery. Innovation. And design. Communion. Experience. These must be the core principles by which we conduct society. And you can still have your customs, your religion. You can still have your loves and passions. You can still live in this world with us, understanding each other and moving towards something. We must hang together or we will hang separately. This story that we have been writing through history is our story. However, we never understand the gravity of history while we're in it. 
this can either be a moment when everything falls apart and we hang separately. Because I'll tell you, none of us is righteous. This can be a moment where the chickens come home to roost on all of us. Or a moment where we understand the beauty of where we're going with all of our scars. This is our crossroads. And the time is now to create the future that we want. Thank you.